0: and welcome back to the not so fit couple podcast with your hosts lucy davis and benjamin halden i always get so excited for these podcasts i feel like they're very educational Mm -hmm. but can i just quickly show somebody something i got a new coffee machine
1: i thought you had this in last week's episode
0: no it it, you you had it upstairs but it had never i didn't have a physical physical coffee did you not Look at my physical coffee, everyone. It's it's an espresso machine, and I've always wanted a coffee oh. machine because I'm very I'm a coffeepreneur. Like an entrepreneur, but a coffeepreneur. Like Can I show absolutely you love coffee. I know what you're gonna show people. You've just tried one. to out trump me.
1: Right if you're not watching on YouTube, you need to go on YouTube. I'll take the headphones off.
0: Look at you. you there, wow. Those like Cyclops. I really like them. They you remind don't, me don't of. Like, I do. You don't
1: have to pretend to like. They are the nice. They're like probably it. the
0: nicest sunglasses you can get in terms of also visibility. They're probably the best for your eyes.
1: They are fantastic, aren't they?
0: They're really, really good. Anyone who is listening and not watching, Ben has a new pair of Oakley sunglasses, and he has
1: like not an ad. Yep,
0: yeah, not an ad, and he looks like um, a transformer. I just, like
1: them. I just feel like not many people wear them, so I won't see many people in them. Mm. They're functional.
0: I. They're really nice, you know
1: Nathan. Is Nathan from Gymshark? Voice note me. <laughs> what he said. I said. I you've influenced me to buy a pair. I said oh, I can't do the old accent. But like he's like you're gonna look fast and handsome in those. Yeah, that was
0: actually quite a good accent. I'm gonna look fast and handsome. You're gonna look fast and handsome. Should I wear these full Podcast. You can if they're not too uncomfortable. Nah, and they're, they're gonna put you gonna, off. They're gonna piss me off. But. As always, guys, the BBC Podcast Award voting is still open. I know we go on about it every week, and why wouldn't we? It is for the listener's choice, so the link is in the description of vote. the YouTube. It's Is it in the description of the podcast? Is that a thing? It will
1: be in the description, and it'll be in the uh, description of the YouTube video as well.
0: Yeah, so all you got to do is click the link, type in the Not So Fit Couple podcast, drop us a cheeky vote, head over to emails, confirm it, and then go back and Bob's your uncle. It is stupid... Stupid... It is super straightforward, so we would really appreciate your votes.
1: We would indeed. I'm not too sure when it closes, but we will... I don't know when it closes. You know. I mean, if you go on it at some point and you can't vote, then obviously by then it's closed. But I will yeah. try and find out the official vote and we'll put it in the, the podcast when it closes. But we we do appreciate everyone who's voted so far, so thank you so much for all those who have. On another note, I've got a new flavour today. Rain mm. Rain peach fizz.
0: I bet that's actually quite nice. I was
1: saying to Kyle, this could be a bummer though, because I'm just opening a new flavour in the mid- middle of a podcast, and if it tastes like piss, I'm You ooped.
0: can't drink the rest of the podcast. I do like those, to be fair. What are we saying?
1: That's nice. I do you want to taste. No thanks. No, you might like. No, it. I'm all right. Thanks. Are you only sponsored? I just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I've got a coffee, so you can't. i jo- This isn't an app, by the way. Can't caffeine that, like, and, and energy drinks. But today's episode, these are always requested we did one once and we're like oh we'll give this a go so we do them every so often and it's when you guys send in your questions and your struggles because there's such an array of topics there's so many different things we
1: are very lucky (laughs) we've got nothing else to talk about yeah
0: well this is because we we filmed a podcast yesterday and we're filming one again today which we wouldn't usually do but me and ben are actually going to anglesey on a family holiday where we're not working, really. We're going to try and actually take some time off because I, I can't remember the last time we took time off, and it's actually good because we don't have phone service. Well, the only thing we phone will signal. be doing is, is app testing. Oh, yeah, we'll be app testing. We'll like filming a bit of content. like That's okay. But we are going to try and take a step back because it is important sometimes to, to actually take a break. Oh, my
1: God, I ordered rock climbing boots as well. I had <laughs> to go rock climb with your dad as well. Ben. I? This is going to be... This is a potentially, If we don't record another podcast and it becomes... They're not so fit, Lucy Davis. It's because I've died falling off a cliff.
0: Yeah, Ben's never climbed, and I've been climbing since. I think I did my first climb when I was like three or four. Ben is now twenty nine, and he's got his first pair of rock boots. And my dad is taking him climbing with us. And I just, you'll see it. I'm gonna definitely film. You'll be great. You're you're really strong though. Yeah, it's but more about like heavy. agility. Yeah, yeah. That's a gotta pull yourself up. You can do pull ups. Should be sound. I just can't wait. He's also bringing the surfboards, so then we'll have another landy Rossi. Surf and last time we went. Yeah, but the sea will be ten times colder in a bit. Yeah.
1: To be fair, it wasn't that warm in Lands Rossi? Right? But we'll we'll see anyway. I'm sure we'll enjoy. It. We'll get some shots. They'll be on the they'll be on the gram.
0: Yes, one hundred percent. Shall I dive in?
1: Do you want to go first? We'll do rock paper scissors. Who goes first? Okay. again. Ready? We'll go three, two, one, then go.
0: Three, two, one, then show it.
1: I'll say go. Don't say show. I'm not getting a bit. Okay. Up. Ready? Three, two, one, go.
0: Yes, rock for the win. (laughs) I just didn't even, I actually, you know when I did that, I I couldn't remember what they were. (laughs) I just left my (laughs) fist like that.
1: (laughs) You won by default. Won
0: by default. Okay, question number one. How do you know your ideal weight? How to know if you are eating too much?
1: Your ideal weight, isn't it? I don't think anyone's got an ideal weight. I mean, I know some people, probably what the question means is, like everyone's body will almost have a weight that it feels comfortable at. Mm. So for example, what will happen with like dieting phases and when people diet down, they'll they'll hit a weight where sometimes it's really, really difficult and you've got to really dig in to get past that weight. For me, as soon as I hit like the, the 202, 201s, I fucking got to dig deep to get any lower than that. And mm. that's where it becomes a thing of like, do I need to sacrifice a little bit more of my life to, to, to kind of get to that sub- um body fat levels that I wanna be at. Or they were saying, no, I'm quite happy. I don't wanna to have to kind of sacrifice any more of my life, do any more cardio or eat less in order to get to that weight because it's not really where I wanna be. And the same point happens like when you sometimes diet down, diet down to a certain point where you're low body fats, your body just won't be comfortable there. You'll have mm-hmm. lack of energy. You'll sometimes not sleep very well. Your performance will be off. Your recovery, recovery will be off. And your body will wanna kind of move back to that weight where it feels comfortable. And it has energy, so I'm guessing that is what the, the question is potentially referring to. Is what would be a, a comfortable way? And it's, it's you can't I can't say to you this is the weight that you mm. are comfortable at. It's completely based on how on, it, on you and the individual. But there's there's it's multifaceted of of how you can you can kind of figure that out. Like where do you feel good at? Where do you have high energy levels? How do you sleep? How is your recovery? How is your performance? M- mind varies. What like, do you
0: mean yours varies?
1: So, for example, it depends what I'm doing. Yeah. Like it, it, when I'm at higher weights, like for when I'm trying to push weight, like the heaviest I've been this year was two fifteen. Mm. Can't I, I? It's uncomfortable for me to try and push past past that and eat more and more and more. Same when I get to like 195 pounds, it's very very uncomfortable for me to try and push past that weight. So like I know like when I'm cutting. I'll get to 195 and like, that's good enough, that's fine for me. I'm lean, mm. I don't have to sacrifice any more of my life. My training, like when we were in Lanzarote, my training's yeah. still good, I feel good. I can eat f- enough food, like we're having a barbie every night with big meals. Uh, and same when I'm at the other end, when I'm put- looking to put muscle tissue on, I don't wanna push past the the realms of too much, because I'm not that arsed.
0: Yeah, I think what we have to remember as well is you're super educated and in tune with your body weight. like when I was looking at this question, I was kind of thinking it really depends on your goal as a person as well. And weight can kind of throw you off a little in terms of your, your muscle and your fat distribution, because muscle tissue is obviously denser than fat, which means it takes up less space at the same weight. Like I don't really pay attention to, I'm not bothered about my weight. I I'm kind of more so what are my measurements? What, what, what am I seeing in the mirror? So, I think you've also got to kind of not solely focus on weight. However, if you are overweight or obese and your goal is specifically weight loss, a lot of those people have specific targets in mind of where they want to hit. I think what you have to remember is you might never get there, it might be unrealistic or when you get there, you might think, oh, I'm actually not that comfortable. I feel like I could drop a little bit more and then I'll reverse diet I think it's very, like, goal dependent. It depends on what you want to achieve. Like, are you building muscle? Take that into account because muscle is denser. Like, weight isn't kind of the be-all, end-all, is it? Like, we always say to the school members, make sure you're doing measurements, make sure you're doing progress images, and also just checking on how you feel Yeah. as well. But it's so right what you said. It's just you kind of know where you're comfortable. Like I sit at around 143 pounds consistently and I, pre- I feel pretty sound here.
1: But you've just hit the nail on the head there. It's based on experience. Mm-hmm. And when you go through these different periods of losing weight, building up weight, focus on different metrics metrics of performance and trying different styles of training, you will find that happy medium of where you feel good in yourself. And I think that that's the main thing. With weight, it'll be based on how you feel. Mm -hmm. because you can look at yourself I've looked at myself in the mirror I've looked insane but felt like a bag of balls (laughs) a bag of balls which has just been kicked about
0: yeah a bag of balls swinging around
1: sorry little
0: lassie there
1: thank you for uh, giving that real descriptive analogy Mm -hmm. but that's that's the issue is that we're so driven by aesthetics, especially with things like social media and Instagram, that we forget that the ideal has got to be based on how you feel. And that is so important when it comes to health and fitness. And we massively miss that because we're only ever, or we put so much priority and so much weight on the visuals. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're on Instagram a lot of the time, Instagram was a platform designed for art and visuals and aesthetics and how things look and people play into those algorithms so that we see it even more and that's why you, you will then judge that on that just repeat the question again
0: how do you know your ideal weight how do you know if you're eating too much
1: how do you know you're eating too much because your weight's going up all yeah and the time. also
0: like you kind of you kind of yeah yeah that's a very it's a, simple it's a, very it's simple a, it's a simple one complex. like
1: you don't need to if you if you were putting on weight you are eating in a surplus it's absolute fucking fact
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't think there's any more that needs to go into that
0: that question was perfect.
1: So this next question that I've got, question one for me, is actually very similar. Mm. I'm not going to mention names, um, and also at the same time, let's look at both sides of this question. So scale hasn't gone down. PT says I can't have been I can't have stuck to a deficit, but my clothes are looser. Confused.
0: Well, you've probably built some muscle along the way, which is why the scales might not have moved because your muscle is denser, it is heavier, and it takes up less space. Your measurements are probably down because you've probably lost fat, which means you've had that fantastic journey of body recomposition. Quite simply, you have lost fat because your measurements have gone down, but you've also built muscle, so your weight's probably stayed the same or not moved. I think this is one of the things sometimes, like some when people say, like when a personal trainer says to a client, oh, you've absolutely not been in a calorie deficit. Sometimes that can be disheartening just to say to a client when truthfully, if, if you've got a good relationship with that client and you believe that and they're, they're saying to you, I have been in a deficit, I've been working really hard. That person trains to say, okay, so this probably means your muscle mass has increased. Let's have a look at your progress pictures. Let's dive into that a bit more. Oh, your measurements have dropped, which means your your fat mass has increased. You know, I think sometimes you have to really listen to that cl- sometimes, yeah, your client is bullshitting you and you've got to dive in deep and have a really truthful conversation. But also the fact that measurements have dropped kind of shows you've lost a little bit of fat.
1: Mm -hmm. 100%. So I think the reason why I said I want to look at it from both angles and play devil's advocate is because I don't just want to blame this on the PT and say, well, he, she is wrong for indicating that you haven't been in a deficit. At the same time, I don't think as a personal trainer or coach, people should just be put like pulling or pointing the finger at clients and you have done this you have no understanding of that you need to have a better understanding of the clients so for example what i'll do often with clients when we're looking at some journey of the process is maybe stagnant stagnant or we've hit this plateau period or something's happened we need to better understand like their lifestyle have a conversation of what's going on that week have you been more stressed um are the other things going on in life are like other people are doing other shit are you buying houses are you having kids? Like if someone fucking passed away, there can be so many factors that Mm. potentially the client doesn't just want to reveal to you of why other things are off. And then they'll just say instead, no, I just stuck to it when they haven't. But you've got to be more understanding. And that's why I say one of the most important factors as a personal trainer, as a coach, is to be a human being and have a conversation with people so you can find out a little bit more about them. Find out what potential problems they're having in life outside of just the gym. And then potentially be on their level and be a bit more relatable to it because I'll say to clients sometimes like it's completely fine for you to say to me Ben this week I fucked up mm. if it for this reason for this reason or for no reason at all because I'll say I I have weeks where I fuck up and happens fucking quite regularly <laughs> but I think having that relatability with a client and going okay well actually my my coach isn't fucking 10 out of 10 perfect and that's great because I now I can feel like I can relate to them more. And he's not a dictator who's saying to me, you must do this. And if you don't, I'm gonna fucking bash your head in for it. Mm. And that is an important part of coaching because then th- this client who's obviously saying this feels confused now because she's being told you haven't stuck to a deficit when maybe, maybe she has. And, and that's why clothes are looser because she's dropping body fat tissue depends on how often they're taking the weight metric. If they're just doing it once a week, it may be, be slightly off. Mm. So you might need to take it every single day to see if there's potential hidden lows in yeah, there. taking average. The, the other thing is depending on like, when they've taken weight. It could be during this, this, this week of when they've taken weight. It could be the week of menstruation. So the weight fluctuated everywhere. The other thing is, potentially you think you've stuck to a deficit. But there's potentially foods in there, uh, such as sauces, condiments, sugar and coffees, hidden calories that you didn't even know were in there until you have a conversation with your client. They, he or she thinks she's perfectly in a deficit and consciously is, mm. but isn't realizing these external factors that might be creeping in and taking him or her out.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I just went on a bit of a waffle here, didn't I?
0: No, that was a great question. Yeah, they were quite similar, but I think it's important that we touch on that topic. Okay, this is a out of the blue question. How did you and Ben build and start the My Coach School?
1: Jesus Christ. All questions, Miles, well just be the same. Why? <laughs> Literally, the first question you asked is so similar, and the second question you've asked is so similar. Well, why
0: don't you ask yours as well, and we can talk about them together? No, it's
1: a little bit different, so I'll leave mine. Okay.
0: Yeah, so how did you and Ben build and start the My Coach School?
1: So, firstly, I was just minding my own business one day, and then Lucy DM'd me.
0: Hilarious.
1: Saying, "Oh my God, are you single?" And Hilarious. I was like, mm, "Who's this?" I had a look at her profile. Female lifting power and females loved getting her also on a couple of images. <laughs> a few red flags started going. Uh, like, this one could be trouble.
0: That is absolutely not how we met. <laughs> absolutely not how we met. We met at a fitness. Co- we met at a fitness convention. Now we actually did meet at something called FitCon. That's so typical, isn't it? Now. Yeah, hilarious.
1: No, it's typical. Though. We, met at oh yeah, convention. of
0: course, absolutely.
1: We we, we were working on a, a stand there, and then we were just friends for like six months. Yeah, like good friends, weren't we? Yeah. And then,
0: the question wasn't how we met. No, no, I'm,
1: I'm <laughs> leading into this. I'm building the audience up. I'm, All and right. I'm, heat, I'm heating the fire. and laying the foundations. All right. And then we didn't speak for well, we didn't we did not speak. We just didn't see each other for like six months. Mm. Well,
0: and you you lived in Liverpool and I lived in Manchester, yeah. it
1: wasn't... And this is probably quite good because it gives a bit of a background to the business. So, I started two different businesses. It was, it was one at the time. So, it was called Totem My Coach. Hmm.
0: Just having one? memories yeah. of the times. And
1: I started this with my mates. And then, basically, the business split into two. No, Totem was clothing. No, no, no I've, jumped, I've jumped ahead of the gun, yeah. So, there's two parts of the business. There's clothing and there's coaching. I looked after the, the coaching side of it, one of my mates looked after the clothing side of it, but we both merged it and kind of like had weekly meetings and stuff. Anyway, Lucy then came on board for a work experience for 12 weeks.
0: 10 weeks in January, 2018, yeah. So with my uni degree, you had to do work placements. And I was going to do it somewhere else, but you would messaged me and been like, do you want to do a work placement here? Because I know you're starting online coaching anyway. Yeah. Did and you, I thought you want you'd to be, do it with me? I knew that
1: you'd be great at it anyway, just from... What I'd seen from socials, yeah. what you like as an individual, what I'd seen you posting in regards to educational content. I thought you had a real good eye for it. Anyway, so you came in. I, had, I
0: think I had about twenty k when I yeah, started yeah. with
1: you. You jumped into things. You were doing some educational videos with me. We were doing some of the Facebook groups, the, p- the small projects together where we're bringing like twenty clients into a Facebook group. We, we did online. Once we and did a lot of coaching. online. So at this point, I wasn't personal training anymore. I'd finished PT, and floor and was doing online only. Yeah. Uh, you. Would, I was doing predominantly male clients. Yeah. You were doing predominantly female clients, which we I now mostly do a mixture. Then from there, you finished a ten week, and then you came on full time as a yeah. as a paid employee, basically. Yeah, you? it was
0: kind. Well, it was kind of, it was self employed, kind of part time, wasn't it? As well, because I was still living in Manchester, so I do half my time with you, and half my time in Manchester.
1: It didn't matter where you were though. You were still a yeah, full time yeah, one full, full time role. And then from there.
0: Oh, we were together at this point as well.
1: I've sl- slowly down the line. Yeah, away, yeah, yeah. I yeah. couldn't get rid of her. <laughs> but um, then we split the business up and it became Totem was the clothing side. And then my coach, my coach coaching, it was. Yeah. Was the, the, the coaching element of it. And then that was managed by us and we yeah. was doing the coaching. We split away from the, the clothing side and we kept it more se- uh, segmented, which made more sense. So we, we focused on that. And then I, one day, I think one evening, you were back in Manchester, I had this big fuck off whiteboard on the wall. I'll try and actually get Cal to put an image in this because I think mm-hmm. I've got it on my phone. <clears throat> this was how the micro School was born and created. I had this big massive whiteboard board on the wall and it literally looks like a just mass spider diagram. And we had all these ideas I had for the micro school and the middle nutrition. We were gonna sell supplements, we were gonna do coaching videos, we were gonna do workouts, we were gonna do recipes, like all that stuff, and I'd load the stuff off it. You'll see it on the image, hopefully. And then from there we started developing it. We looked at like yeah. web developers, we paid no joke, I think the first website we paid three hundred quid for.
0: Yeah, and it was a bag of balls, wasn't
1: it? <laughs> but it was our starting point. It's
0: all- i had this as a point like i put here under the question with a hell of a lot of hours and learning to fail was how we started the business mm. like there was so much that happened and do you remember that that so you know really interesting never really
1: spoke about this
0: the pivotal moment in the gym when the website had crashed and we built up about 300 members and for us that at the time was awesome
1: well, we were charging five ninety nine. We were charging
0: five ninety nine a month. A month. Could we be based it on Netflix, Yeah, me? we based off Netflix prices. And something crashed on the website and we lost every single member back end. And I just remember staring at Ben, this was this was in 2018. You? And I was just in tears. I was like, oh my God, because that was hard. That was really hard. We'd lost all the members. Like so we started from scratch.
1: Now, I think the reason why though is before all that we were obviously building the website out. We'd use a really cheap web developer because we had no money we spent hours and hours and hours recording content we were in we were in we were in the office till like 10 11 at night from 9am in the morning we used to go into Every the we used to go into the gym filming from like 12 we used at to train night 5am 12 at night until like 5am in the morning to get the content recorded when no one was in the gym Whereas now we'll just rent out an empty gym and that that's the beauty of it like we we started from like rock bottom we we were fucking knackered we got stuff wrong the, the, like you said the website crashed and in the end, we lost every single member, and I think that's what you're so upset about was because we'd work so happy. hard to bring in like these 300 members, and the funny thing is, there's a couple of people who are on our website now still who are paying 5.99 a month because we kept those as like the founding members. Yeah. Whereas obviously our sc- subscription is is more expensive now because it's well worth it, and we've only just the other week, what two two three years on re-recorded every piece of content on the code school to bring it up to like a premium level with like, we've got new mics, we've got new ca- cameras, we've yeah, worked in studios, we've rented out gyms. Like we just leveled up all the content from that first initial period. And it was only because we fucked up and fucked up and fucked up. And that's why I always say to people, you can never fail as long as you are always learning. And we're always learning from them fuck ups and we're always just improving.
0: I think what it is as well, we really pride ourselves at being really really good coaches and the educational side of things is really important to us it kind of wasn't like oh we were influencers who then created an app yeah we were coaches who happened to grow on socials but we we've had the my coach school for about four years so for us we pride ourselves in building a community that is supportive committed who all work together to create positive changes to their health and fitness to enhance their lives how however they wish to do it and we we love what we do but ben's so right you do have to go through some hardships and some hard times to get through that but it's all worth it I
1: think that's the thing and they've made a valid point there is like you will see that quite often you'll see a lot of people come off Love Island off different influencer programs, people hit a million followers and then launch some bullshit app, which has had no input from the person. They've got an external company to come in, build them a platform or an app, and then they just gone to the gym with a camera and filled it with pointless shit workouts that people could get on Instagram. The difference well ours is we are talking you through every single rep, every single set, every single exercise. Because we are educators, mm. we're not just people who are there with a set of apps saying, "Oh, fucking look at me! Come and join the sales funnel, and then come into my app," which is absolute crap and has no work done on it from put from the from the moment it started. And that's why we, I think, we're so passionate about it and about the people and the members who come into our community because they get a lot more from it and they get apologies. I feel more. like you don't
0: need to apologize because you turn your head away from the camera anyway. I know, but
1: I feel when to bear people watching YouTube and like you it's just not nice, is it? Turn away. But that that you you made an important point there, and obviously that that thing of like the start of the school that we haven't gone okay can another company just come in and do that we have we did at the start absolutely everything all all the ads all the videos all the editing of them all them up on the website the payment systems everything like we had to do everything ourselves and it's only now like two years on that we've got other good people around us three years three years on We've got like the app team who, who are developing the app. We've got a website team who develop the website. We've got a marketing team who do the who do the marketing. Like, and again, they're all like part of the the team of us now who are building based on what we say, not some external company who come in and like build this app for for an influencer. Mm, absolutely. So I went on a bit of a mad one again, there.
0: No, it is obviously really nice to talk about though as well. We've and
1: never, t- never spoke about it really, have we?
0: Yeah, the school, the micro school, has obviously grown so much. So much, especially in like the past couple of years, and we just hope we can help thousands more people all the time. Especially when the app comes, We've
1: got many many things planned for it, and uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, the end of this year, start next year, we'll have our first event as well.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: it has be nice to bring the community together.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, this this is what I meant by my question being quite similar to yours, and I thought it was quite important because I you know we have a lot of personal trainers and coaches who listen to this podcast, so I think it would potentially quite be quite valuable. So. What PT and nutrition course would you recommend in order to get qualified?
0: So we've actually had this conversation loads in terms of PT qualifications, this and that. Obviously, if you're gonna do be a personal trainer, you do need your PT qualifications. It's kind of like a tick box in a way, you know, your level two, your level three, gym floor, and things like that. Nutrition is kind of a separate piece of the pie. If you're specifically gonna right, coach people. Oh yeah, wow. Didn't on to that. <laughs> if you're doing specifically nutrition you might want to get a whole separate nutrition course the
1: one i would really recommend is EIQ EIQ nutrition by e-i-q
0: nutrition um, emma by emma yeah amazing so and i think yeah you can get all your qualifications and you could be the most educated person out there but if you're shit at communicating and not very good with conversating relationships having a bit of a laugh and being human I think that's a really important element of being a personal trainer or being an online coach and kind of having your head switched on in that way because at the end of the day, it's not just coaching people, it's also running a business. And I think that can more so be quite a difficult um, hurdle if you're not massively yeah. introducing. and you just do your qualifications and it's like, what the hell do I do now? I think trying to find your niche quite... agree. read the question again? Sorry.
1: I think what you touched is great. Okay. What 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 PT and nutrition course would you recommend in order to get qualified?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. So that you can get your qualifications and what I was going to say is then try and find your niche quite early on in terms of what you specifically want to do because then you can focus more of your education, your time into that as well. Like mine's very much empowering women, building muscle, focusing on the glutes. That's very much kind of what I why I'm educated in like highly so kind of find where your interests really lie and kind, of, and don't feel like you have to be the most educated person out there. Don't yep. think you need level one, level two, level three, level four, level five, level six and all the nutrition qualifications.
1: That's the thing I'm going to tell people now is that I am by far no means, by the way, the most educated person or industry at all. And the one thing to remember is the people who are at the top of the, the tier the best personal trainers and the best coaches in the fitness industry in our industry aren't the people who are the most educated. Nope. Not by any means. I've walked into gyms before and seen the highest of educated people, done every qualification, been in, done sports science, biomechanics, and they've got no fucking clients.
0: Yeah.
1: A lot of times because you're a knobhead. Yeah. Who wants to work with a knobhead? I don't want to work with a knobhead. <laughs> and, I, and and that's I think why a lot of the people who are at the top of the tier and will have like a lot of clients, will have a busy business who. Get results, is the people who are just I say so many times who are just a human being who can be relatable to,
0: who want to help, who want to help,
1: who genuinely want to help. By the way, not just make money. Not doing it for the money. Who will be a shoulder to cry on, Mm -hmm. and who can have a conversation outside the realms of counting reps or setting programs. Yeah, because that's not just what a personal trainer or coach is there for. That's why I said many, many a times a transformation or a program or a journey starts from here it starts from the neck up it doesn't start from here Mm. you have to make this change first that's where a good coach will help someone transform their mindset first before the body then changes along with it
0: yeah you get some absolute knobs don't you like some people reply to our emails being like you can't spell properly i'm unsubscribing oh oh you're announcing to me that you're unsubscribing because i misspelled a word Well, that means my email's all handwritten. They're not bots and I'm human. I make mistakes. Exactly. Sometimes I can't spell fucking long words. I'm not doing fucking spelling beams.
1: Listen, well, <laughs> me, and, me and Kyle were actually speaking about this on the call on the way back before. Some personal trainers, like with client queries or messages or whatever, I think some some people are really trying to do a good thing by helping everyone with their queries their concerns because they generally come from a good place but sometimes that can actually to be a little bit more toxic because you're not qualified to do so. Mm. You're having a good sweat on there. I'm really
0: hot. Wow, look at my sweat patches. It's actually only on
1: one Wow, well, you're so sexy. Um, i like that sweat patch. We'll try and like please everyone. So getting questions and answering things that you aren't qualified to do. Sometimes the best thing to say is, I don't know.
0: Oh God, yeah, the physio questions. Fucking, yeah, be
1: honest. Say, I don't know, and try and refer some, someone to someone who does rather than trying to try do everything because you're not qualified to know everything and people don't expect it to be. But when you try and do everything and you fuck stuff up and you give people the wrong recommendations, that's where you tarnish your own name and you can fuck stuff up as well.
0: Absolutely, like pregnancy training. I'm like, oh, sorry, I'm not qualified in pre and postnatal. I would recommend, like Fliss, for example, who is qualified. I'm yeah. oh, sorry, I'm not a physio. I don't know anything about your injury. Go and see a physiotherapist. That is not our place. If I wanted to know that, I'd probably have to go to uni and do a physio degree. I don't.
1: If, if you generally like just want to help the general public and like help tackle this like obesity epidemic and help people get in shape and support people, t- honestly, just do a bog standard level two level three pt course mm. get qualified and then do all your learning via reading by listening to podcasts iOS, listening doing uh, courses uh, like you can join the micro school a lot of personal trains on the micro school will go through the coaching videos there's other courses that we just named which you can bet yourself on watching youtube mm-hmm. just developing your own skills and then obviously working with cl- like i worked with a lot of clients for free at first just to try and help to try and gauge where i was at seeing what results I can get with clients learning about myself. The other good, the other thing with the PT course, which is really difficult, is that it doesn't set you up to develop your career.
0: Yeah, run a business.
1: Because you don't know anything about emails, you don't know anything about marketing, you don't know anything about social media, managing accounts, managing clients, payment systems, lead pages, all these other things that come into it, you don't have a clue about. Mm-hmm. And it's so difficult. But this is why I, and this is the first time we spoke about it, and I've only just looked into it the other day. Obviously, where now with my protein, my protein actually run a PT course. Yes, they do. And our good friend Darren runs it. And the good thing is, is that my protein are taking a lot of PTs, and the thing that you will get for doing your PT course with my protein is you get hell of a lot of support. You'll get like the social backing almost of like Myprotein. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think you might get some like product support maybe as well because mm-hmm. you become like a bit of an affiliate. You will get. I think you get some kind of training like social media as well. Which Myprotein, by the way, are, are greater. Yeah. So a lot. Yeah, I think you get a lot of that package, and I think that's the most important thing: is you learn how to market yourself. Because once you finish you've got your PT course, it's like, wow, I've got a piece of paper that says I'm a PT. Where do we go from here? Mm.
0: Yeah. So my final question. Kyle, I've forgotten how to say the word. Oggled. Oggled. Okay. Being ogled at the gym, I'm anxious anyway, and have to hype myself up. When will it stop? Basically means like being stared at by guys. For oh, God's
1: sake, my question, the, the last one the is. But same. did you
0: get asked that one loads? No, mine's oh. very similar. Okay, we can talk about this Is like because we've spoken okay, we'll, about we'll this. We'll merge this into one
1: because do you want to know what my last one was? Yeah. Well, honestly, I think we are connected at the brain we to are some connected. degree, you know. What was that?
0: The connected, connectivity wave. No, I'm not feeling like a electric shock. Yeah, got it. Oh,
1: that's a bit alcohol. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, every time I go anywhere, not just the gym, I compare myself to others. How do I stop? So I think these two are very like connected.
0: Yeah, comparing then also getting catcalled at the gym basically, isn't yeah. it? Oh, I got catcalled the other day. <laughs> I walked a little on my own without Ben, which is not something I usually do, is it? No. And then I was no, you walking. do you still go walk on your own and stuff? Yeah, but I mean, I was in shorts and a crop top, not not okay. I was walking towards, and there was two guys sat in the car, and he started to wind his window down. He was going, "Hey, hot stuff," and I was just like, "No, absolutely fucking not." Pretend to be on the phone, walk walk away. So it's actually generally the most. Horrible thing. Do you
1: know what? If I was with you though, because hard because you can't really shout after cars or run after cars.
0: He was parked up. Was he? He parked up, which is why I was scooting off.
1: I'd probably shit in my own hand and throw it through his window. <laughs> That's
0: what <laughs> I do. They never. When I'm walking with what you, you do though, they and don't shit do it. Except that one time I was walking with you both, and the guy did it in the car, but he razzed off. Yeah. But in a gym environment, I got this question so many times actually in my question box this morning and to be honest you've got to remember not to umbrella every single guy in the gym it is the odd few person who will do this because me and ben had this conversation it's not fair to umbrella everyone like that because not everyone does do that a lot of people are more supportive they like love seeing women lifting heavy in the gym however i don't think it will ever stop i don't know if that will ever stop it makes me uncomfortable I said to Kyle this morning, I was like, there's those three fucking guys and they are pissing me the fuck off. Like, they're just absolutely staring at me. And I was doing 45 degree hypers. I think what you've got to remember is there's certain situations in life that can make you uncomfortable and sometimes you can't always do something about it. I guess the only things you can do if people coming up to you, you politely say, hey, sorry, I'm just doing my workout and then that's it. And if they try to come on and be like, hey, sorry, I'm, I generally want to finish my set and they, they, they walk off. Say you're not interested. Sorry. Well yell, Ben. Sorry. Say you're <laughs> say you're not interested and you've got to be honest about it. And it's annoying. We shouldn't have to do that in a gym environment where you're going to work out, you're you're going to do something to better yourself with whatever you're doing. And it is inappropriate. But sometimes inappropriate shit happens in life. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's all guys, but when girls wear tight leggings or little shorts, Seems to be quite a lot of guys.
1: Yeah, but why shouldn't you be allowed to wear that as well?
0: Oh yeah, I, we've had I've had loads of people being like, um, if you don't want to get attention in the gym, don't walk around in provocative outfits. Go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. Do you want me to wear? Do you want me to wear a bin bag? Like, it's that shouldn't ever be a comment telling people to I think there's a comment as well. Like, yeah,
1: like some people. T- I've done it before. Like when I've walked down the street with my top off, and someone's going, "What you top? Off? Why?"
0: Yeah, just it's not, and it also it's not just you, girls. It maybe
1: feels, maybe f- makes you feel inadequate because mm-hmm. you don't put any effort mm-hmm. to kind of look after yourself. That's not my problem. Mm-hmm. The reason, sorry, I, that, why that TikTok came on again, like obviously last week's episode, people listened to when I was talking about the post that I put up about things that should be illegal in the gym. I right? it was antagonizing women or patronizing women, it was. women. Sorry. So we're recording this podcast a day after that. That post that I put up. It's got so many arguments in it. And obviously, that time we looked, it was on 10K likes, which is yesterday. Mm-hmm. Now, it's on 17.2. And there's so many women in there saying, this happens. And there's other guys going, it did not happen. And there's obviously hundreds of women in there saying, this happens all the time. And it depends on the country, I think, as well. A lot of like less civilized co- countries, it's like it's just expected. Yeah. Which is terrible.
0: We I think we do get it a lot here. Yeah, I think we do get a lot of hearing. Like, get, yeah, I've no. Yeah. I, honestly, I've noticed loads of women talk about on Instagram at the moment, especially <laughs> when they're wearing shorts because the weather's hotter. And there was another girl in the question box being like, "When I'm literally doing hip thrusts, like, guys keep coming up to me like mid rep. I'm like, that's not okay. I'd never go up to a guy mid rep and just like stand there. No, you no, know, no. it's it is it weird It's a weird culture
1: because, for example, if, I'm, if I was a female, I'd probably be beautiful, Obviously. but. If I was walking on the street and a guy like, what, you has got wolf whistled or hackled or whatever, what what do you expect to get from that? You, uh, you're not turning around going, oh, yeah, wait there, mate, I'll just give him a number now. Yeah. Do you fancy a bit? Who's who's doing that? No one's fucking it doing is, that. It is inappropriate. When has is, when is any guy ever got anywhere from doing that, by the way? No. Right. If, if, if we, if we evaluated the success rate of guys doing that on car windows.
0: Zero.
1: Yeah, exactly. So why do people continue to do it? Because it's like it's like a bit of an ego thing. like, oh, it's Look at me. Definitely
0: ego thing. And a lot of the time, they'll also like razz their engines and drive yeah. off. And it's you like, driving That's a not the Fiesta one point
1: like a one point two liter, which is your dad's. Fuck off! What are you on about?
0: It's just I I get really frustrated with women because we're trying to create a space, breaking down the stigma that women shouldn't lift weights, and then you go to the gym and you're in the weight section and you can fucking see Frank behind you staring at the ar- staring at your ass in the mirror, and it's like fuck off, Frank. <sighs> genuinely it is and i understand the frustrating frustration because it happens to me quite a lot of the time because yeah. me and ben don't actually train together anymore we, we train in the same gym but we do different workouts and every time cal comes over i'm like oh this creeps and and that's how it makes you feel i feel like they are creeping on you like in your space I, But
1: every time i see it like when we're when we've been out or for example when we're in Barcelona, it seems to have been the worst i'll just go right up to him and say you're right yeah what are you looking at that one was really funny I mean, i'm sure that one i said to him in Barcelona, was he was with his, with, his missus. with his missus and i went straight up to him you're right what are you looking at <laughs> absolutely shit himself
0: i'd fucking shit myself if you came up to me what's funny because then they
1: just like it make hopefully makes them realize
0: mm. that question is quite a hard one to answer because i i can't i don't think it's gonna stop i wish it would and it's definitely not all guys, it's think, just a select few. I don't who think do it will do I don't it.
1: think it will stop. And that's where it becomes for f- for females a point where it shouldn't be accepted. But you've got to develop a mindset or a coping mechanism mechanism to think fuck it. Fuck that and that's hard, by the way. I know that's difficult It is
0: the mechanism of in your head, leave leave me alone. And all you've got to say Hey, sorry. Like I'm, I'm training. Can you not? I don't
1: even think you need to approach them because a lot of people. No, no. no, I'm sorry.
0: If they come up, if 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 they're coming up to you and physically talking Mm -hmm. to you, because it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. You just say sorry. I'm in the middle of my set, Mm -hmm. and generally just like play your music and carry on, because then they're just stood there like a lemon. So you just put the music on and you just carry on.
1: Yeah. Um, so just leading into that with my question, because it was about comparison, which I think is is falls in those realms of like gym anxiety and, and, mm. and self-confidence. I think the one thing that you you almost need to do is kind of find like what your trigger is or like find what, what triggers that for you. Like, do you feel this way when you see certain people? Do you feel this way when you maybe see certain people succeeding quicker than you are? Uh, or... Where are their the successes in life? Like, where are you basing that comparison on? Is it the body? Is it financially? Is it about the career? Is it about the work? Um, is it about the relationships? Is it about the academic accomplishments? Like, what is the cause of that problem that's causing that exactly? And I think if you can notice, like, oh, I'm basing it because she's got a better bum than me, or I'm basing it because he's got a better car than me, then you can kind of realize, okay, where's that's coming from and, and, yeah. and why? And I think it's fair to say, this is the number one way to be unhappy yeah the number one way to be unhappy is this Mm -hmm. so if that's the number one way to be unhappy we really need to be to be looking at that and the only person it's fair to compare yourself with as we always say is yourself Mm -hmm. like you've got to I I think the the best way to then look at it is like ask yourself what have I achieved in the last three months what have I achieved in the the last last six months how have I self-improved myself absolutely and if you have you can notice those accomplishments and if you haven't you need to do something about it
0: yeah i agree i can't add to anything what you said there. i think that was perfect i i just wanted to point out that love island thing that the emails that i got the other day We're Just
1: going off topic now because i'm still continuing no
0: it's on topic of because about comparisons oh, okay yeah, yeah, so basically i got an email just getting in touch from dot dot, dot. i'm not going to give the um article people away as I'm working on a feature ahead of the upcoming series of Love Island. We're looking to do a really positive piece to our readers on the importance of not comparing yourself to others and setting realistic body goals as the series sets to begin. Most of the contestants in the villa usually look the same body-wise, and we'd love to get your opinion on why I think it's crucial for viewers not to compare themselves against the islanders. I reply, hey, cool, but I hope you're okay. As you have said, most of the contestants villa usually the same body-wise, does this series not include inclusivity? I know there was talk about bringing in some diversity on the show in terms of body size, shape, or disability. And then she replied instantly. Hi, Lucy, thank you for getting back to me. We've actually spoken to someone for the feature. As the contestants haven't been announced yet, it's difficult to know how far they will go in terms of inclusivity this year. It would be great to see some diversity in there.
1: So, so one, straight away, they've got someone else to do the article. And
0: it was about 6 p.m.
1: Bullshit. It's because you challenged them. They didn't like that. And and two, we we haven't selected the uh, contestants we yet. You
0: haven't selected contestants. Yes, you have. So- You've asked me to do an article because they all look the same. Yeah.
1: So we don't know what the diversity is going to be. Yeah. So go and fucking pick new ones then.
0: It's... It was my, it was, it was, they definitely picked the wrong person, i.e. me to contact because I then spoke about it on stories, kind of being like, you can't ask me to write an article for young girls, not to compare to the love islanders who quite frankly are all in unbelievable shape. They all do look the same as she's quite frankly said. So why would I write an article on that when I think increasing inclusivity and diversity is more important? Mm-hmm. So that was just about a comparison piece that I actually turned down because I think a, sh- a show like Love Island, yeah, people naturally do compare. They're on your TV every single night for about six weeks.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Get the inclusivity in there. I
1: think on that like, like note, when you're comparing yourself to other people and everyone being the same, like the thing that I think the best way to do it is like if you're looking at someone in the gym or in the career and, and you're comparing yourself to someone else, maybe a friend, it's important to realize that that person you envy also has struggles, also has setbacks, oh God, also yeah. has insecurities. Whenever we compare ourselves to others, we compare the, the the absolute pinnacle and the positive of it. And we never look at like, well, this person's actually struggling with that. This person's had a hard time doing this. This person's failed at that. And we only compare ourselves to like their highlights and doing that just like creates like this kind of feeling of less worthiness mm-hmm. of that, that person. And I think the comparison trap makes you feel like your accomplishments are less worthy. And I've been there before, like, when, for example, someone's, like, uh, a certain following or someone's accomplished something. It's okay to be jealous sometimes, but it's different between jealousy and, and comparison. And it almost feels like when you've done something, oh, well, I shouldn't celebrate that because that person's earned more than me. Or that person's got a bigger following than me. Or that person's got a bigger lift than me. Like, that's not what it's about. Your accomplishment is just... As valuable as theirs, because it's part of your journey and yeah, the part of the chat relative. that you're up to. So exactly, it's relative to where you're up to and, and what your accomplishments need to be, no matter how small they may seem in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Thought that was a lovely question.
1: Yeah. To, do, do, um, do every single one of those questions, all tied into each other. Yeah,
0: that was really clever.
1: If you've got any questions, by the way, and you want to pop them onto the YouTube channel, drop them in the comments because we will try and ask them in there. We do just try and pick a select few from from Instagram anyway.
0: Absolutely. We really hoped you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give us a cheeky vote on the BBC Podcast Awards for the listener's choice. We appreciate you so much. And sharing on Facebook, Instagram. We love the tags.
1: Yes. What you will also notice from af- from before this episode, we are also uploading like mini segments of the podcast clips as well, just to kind of like Uh, dissect some of like the Mm. the key areas that people may want to listen to. If you haven't got like a full hour to listen to the podcast, you can listen to some of those mini segments on the YouTube channel and they will be up as we kind of progress forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So have a wonderful day or evening guys and we will catch you very soon. Bye guys. Bye.